Blog Talk Radio. Tonight we're going to talk about leasing your cart, renting your cart, basically how to make money with your hot dog cart when it's normally parked in the garage. It's Sunday night and you're listening to the all-new HDVR Hot Dogs Vendor Radio Show with Ben. Call in at 424-258-9364. Press 1 to go live and ask Ben a question. You wanted the best? You got it. You're listening to HDVR Hot Dogs Vendor Radio. I hold on so nervously to me and my Hey folks, this is... Hey folks, this is Rob Harper with Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Just a quick reminder that Hot Dog Vendor Radio is a live radio show. Without call-ins, there ain't no show. So hide your face, pick up your phone, and give us a call. You can use your real name, you can use your stage name. We aim to please, so we don't really care. The only stupid questions are the ones that are not asked. So dial 424-258-9364. That's 424-258-9364. Get your groove on with HDVR, Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Well, folks, welcome to Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV. Um, I'd like to welcome, we have um, Mr. Michael Wood with Doug's Dogs on the line with us, and we also have Corey Lawrence with O-Doggies. And they, uh, and I don't know where Jason is. He's probably busy making money somewhere. And and so we'll have to start docking his pay. The um, We've had a, a busy week. I've had a lot of questions, but one of the questions that keeps coming back, and even though we've talked about this in some previous shows, I was going to dedicate a show to how to lease your cart out, the best ways to do it, the best way to make money. Um, before we get going, I want to tell everybody that we do, you can go to streetfoodvendor.tv, streetfoodvendor.tv, and there's a chat room there. You can join in the chat with other vendors. You can also call in live and listen. Um, some of you doing that now. You can press 1, the option 1 and be connected to us. And it just tells me that you're in queue to ask a question or share something. I already see we have some callers on the line, and we'll get right to you. Just bear with me a second. Corey, how's it been going? I'll tell you what, Ben. I've been uh, burning the midnight oil. My wife and I uh, kind of pushing the limits, trying to get everything ready for our Friday grand opening of our storefront. And uh, so we did that last Friday. Uh, The university here, they had their graduation over the weekend. We wanted to make sure we were open Friday so we could uh, serve a lot of those students for the last time before they moved away, and and that was a success. We were really, really busy Friday, so it was a good, <laughs> good time. Wow. Wow. Was it overwhelming? It was a little overwhelming. Uh, it, it reminded me a bit whenever we went from the old cart that I built to the enclosed trailer, and anytime you make a significant change like that, I mean, the layout is different, and so it's it takes a little while to get used to how things are going to flow. And so we, we ran into that, you know, typical <laughs> stuff. We forgot to bring this or that that we, you know, just didn't think about. And, and uh, you know, a few minutes into it, we're like, oh, I forgot this. And, and uh, but, you know, after about a half hour, things were, were rolling a lot smoother and, and things were going pretty good. But we had a we had a line of people before it was even time to open up. You know, we unlocked the door and they came flooding in and it was a line. Uh, all day long until we actually sold out, which I didn't think we were going to sell out because we had uh, stocked a lot of extra buns and everything, and uh, we still sold out. So wow. a good day. <laughs> that's a good problem to have. What um, for the, for those that don't know, um, O Doggies had started in a cart. 
went to a concession trailer and, and, and still has those and now has a brick-and-mortar business. So if you're wondering if this can be done, it can be done. How long have you been at this, Corey? Uh, two years, actually, here. Uh, I started building my first cart two years uh, on May 1st. So wow. Just a little over two years now. Wow. That's a huge change, isn't it? It certainly is, <laughs> but it can be done. And it's work, but everybody, I think, uh, you know, anybody that puts their, their heart and mind to it can, can achieve achieve it. So. Well, I, um, I want to welcome also Mr. Michael Wood. Um, he, he's been... He's been vending for five, six years now and owns a company called Doug's Dogs out of Georgia. Welcome to the show, Michael. You're still muted. You're not showing muted, but we can't hear you. Bad gum. All right. Well, if you get it, whistle or something. I can't hear you. I can see your lips moving, but I ain't a good lip reader. I can maybe throw my voice in there if you want to move your lips, Michael. I can kind of supply your voice for you. Good, good. There we go. <laughs> That's it. Good, good. Um, he's been doing events and all kinds of stuff that it just mind-blowing, the amount of stuff he's been doing. He was just showing me his liquor. He may, he may can't. He's drinking liquor. He can't figure out how to work the buttons. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll um, we'll keep going. Um, Michael, feel free to jump in there anytime. Um I shouldn't have had you mute right before the show because everything was working good until I said mute. Um, well, anyway, let me go ahead and take some calls just so that I can, so that I know that I get everybody taken care of that I can. But we also have to save time for this leasing and renting, and I'm going to go through all the details there. And you'll probably have some questions. If you do, you can call in and ask those questions, and I'll help you. I won't be able to follow the chat room um, because. My little pea brain doesn't work that way. I can't do too many things at once. So, caller area code 516, you're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV. Thanks for joining us. Hello, hello. Hello? Yeah, I can hear you just barely. Okay. You there? Yep, we're here. Okay, uh, I'd, like to, uh, I'd like to speak on the show. Yeah, you're on the show live right now. What can we do for you? Oh, okay, great. My name's Ed, and um, I bought some supplies from Ben's Carts, and um, I'm looking to to set up a hot dog stand. But what my question was is, where do we go about getting wholesale hot dogs and buns? That's been my biggest problem. You know, I could go to, like, BJ's or Wholesale Mart, but uh, I'm looking for a good supply of wholesale buns and uh dogs well i've been doing this for years and i still go to sam's club um because i use bakers and chefs we have vendors that use costco they use um there's vendors that use bj's there's vendors that use um restaurant depot there's some vendors that use cisco and um u.s foods those kinds of places that are restaurant distributing companies but the problem with the distributing companies is they they usually have a big a large minimum so like recently, um, Cisco made a rule. I think it was 500 pounds minimum. So okay. you may want to um, do it the way most of us are doing it, or eventually you may find a local brand that you want to use and get it directly from them. Okay. Now, you find that you can get the buns there also? Because that was my big problem. Uh, 
I, I found that I could get dogs, you know, in, in big wholesale packages, but the buns were really killing me on the, on the, you know, the, the amount of money it would cost me to put a dog together. Well, typically in all big cities, there's a bread distributor. There's a br- big bread bakery that does flowers or does Merida or one of those name brand breads, and you can buy from them. There will be a distributor local to you somewhere because they're delivering to the grocery stores. And you can find them, but you run into the same problem again. What I do is go to Sam's Club and buy their bread, and I can buy it in bulk. Okay, Ben. Thanks Thanks for the advice. You bet. I hope you have a good evening. Thanks for calling in. All right, folks. Area code 706. You're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, you know it's me. Oh, <laughs> It's Mr. Michael Wood. I may not be able to undo or operate a computer, but I can sell some damn hot dogs. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The last caller, you may want to, if you can hear this, you may want to check with your local bakery, and you can get them to make specialty buns for you or or even just plain old hot dog buns, and uh, they'll cost you just a little bit more if you advertise it as homemade buns or fresh baked. Um, I know Jason does that up in Pennsylvania, and I do it down here on special events. So that's another way is, you know, your local bakery, and that involves your town too. Right. Corey, you do that too? Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, we do the local bakery here as well. So, it's, uh, yeah, I think that's a, a really good advice. Check your local bakeries, and even a lot of your, your grocery stores that have a bakery in there, they can do it for you, too. Right. Michael, um, when we missed you a minute ago because of the mute issue, um, can you um, are you still on the phone? Yeah, I'm still okay. here. Okay. Wanted to, um, to ask you if you wanted to share anything about your recent last week or so. <laughs> well, if everybody didn't hear, I had my biggest week... Uh, well, it's one of my biggest events is a barbecue cook-off. Why anybody would sell hot dogs at a barbecue cook-off, I have no clue. But it's one of my best events, and and I also do a hot dog eating contest at that same event, and it went off real good. Um, it's a real good advertising ploy for me. Well, that's the, awesome. Yeah, and then I've got uh, some catering gigs working in the works right now. My biggest problem is there's not enough hours in a day for me to do all the things I want to do, hold a full-time job and run the hot dog cart on the side. So it it's kind of it kind of gets a little hectic for me. But that, you know, that's the way I want to do it. I want to have it as a part-time business. Eventually, I may buy a brick and mortar and just go into a brick and mortar, but I don't know. At my age, I'm too old. I'm not like Corey and them, you know, young kids. <laughs> <laughs> if it I, work, but I think it does regardless. I think you're, you're doing it the right way, Michael. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm still having fun doing it. So, I mean, to me, it's not a job. It's actually fun. My wife got sick last weekend, and I got stuck at the my largest event, and I my sales exceeded on Friday night. I exceeded my sales from the last year for both dates, and I was by myself 
50% of the time. So, you know, it can be done, and it is work. Uh, oh, I used that word. Um, it, it is work selling hot dogs. I'm sorry. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. <laughs> well, yeah, it is, it is work. I want to um, – y'all stay on the line if you can, and I'm going to um, – going into some of this leasing. If, if while we're talking about leasing and how to make money with renting and leasing your cart out, if you have anything to add, feel free to um, add, jump right in there, as well as you can call in and ask a question or anything like that. The, the biggest thing is that you, there are a lot of people that lease their carts. Um, it's a handy way, especially the vendors that have been around a while, they – you end up expanding, you end up like Corey, you've got a cart, you've got a trailer, and so he could do drop-off service, kind of like drop-off catering we've talked about. If you don't know what that is, go to the learnhotdogs.com blog and type in drop-off or catering, and you'll pull that up. But what I'm mostly concerned about is the there's thousands of people out there who either can't afford to get started yet or just would like to run a business part-time. Maybe they just left a job at you know the advanced auto parts, and now they need to go to work. They need, and they don't have the money to go get a cart. Well, a great way to do this is if you're working your cart two to three days a week, or even five days a week, and there's two days that you're not working it, and you want to consider having that cart make you money, you could hire employees. Okay, you could expand the business so that so that you have somebody running it. What I liked, and when when I first got started, you know, I I, I tell everybody that I ended up with three carts within seven weeks. The first cart I had to beg, bar, and steal to get. My second and third cart I bought within those next six weeks. And the way I, I couldn't run all three carts. So I started doing little things. I started hiring people. Then I also started finding people that were interested in getting started. And typically they come up to your cart and they ask you questions like, how would you get started? Um, you know, how hard is this business? Do you make a lot of money? Those kinds of people are sometimes great candidates for um, leasing or renting your cart to. Those people can make it possible for you to have a couple or three days a week where your cart's making you a little bit of money. And we'll talk about the money in a minute, but there's multiple ways to do this. There's Leasing and renting really doesn't matter what term you use, um, but you'll want to first check with the rules in your state. Now, you can probably find out fairly easy online but also if your town has a um what is it the like a rental tool rental place tool rental places rent a tool for a day you may want to go rent a drill or something and look at their contract that they'll give you a copy of and that'll give you an idea because if you don't return that drill they can file it as theft well when you're dealing with hot dog vendors or renting your cart out or leasing it out, you're not going to probably have an issue with somebody taking off with your cart. But I still want to be protected. I still want to be covered. And the way to be covered is to look for, make sure your paperwork and your laws and your state are done so that you have the most protection, that you're covered in the event you get some wild, crazy moron who decides he's going to take your you know, cart to another state or something. The just like the protections that equipment rental companies have to deal with. Equipment rental companies, too, don't have a lot of that problem. 
they have more problems with damage, but they're insured, and they'll sell you insurance when you come in. And there's ways for you to do that as well. But I would look at it as an equipment rental. They're renting a piece of equipment. Now, some vendors, and I did this too, I started finding the locations, getting the location established, and then renting the cart, location, license, everything, all to them at once. So when I handed it to them, it was a ready-to-go business. Well, but my goal was, wasn't to fill a space of one or two days a week. I was trying to rent this cart permanently and rent this one over here permanently, and I kept doing that. Well, that can run into a big headache just because you end up being a manager of all this mess. But if you're just going to do it occasionally, still you want to get your ducks in a row. You want to make sure your paperwork's right. And I have an actual lease agreement on the website and i'll post that up at some point tonight on the um on the show so that you see the link it'll be on the bottom of the video down there um but anyway the if you have the the right due diligence done you've done your work and you know what you need to do maybe you don't want to offer the cart to with the location with everything there's enough training out there. You could send them to my blog, and they could learn all of, all that they need to learn to get started. Or they could maybe work with you a couple of days. But if I was going to do that, I'd charge them because it's free training, and that can be a pain in the neck unless you're going to be able to use them when you're sick or something and you're needing another employee. But the bottom line is, is you could end up just giving a location, let's say, and say, listen, you can rent my cart. No location, no license, just the cart, a licensed hot dog cart is $50 a day. Or you may turn around and go, no, um, I want to I rent it with a location, and I want to provide some of their food. There's a myriad of ways to do this. And on that um, link that I said that I would give you here in a minute is a way to do that. Um, Let's see. I just plugged that in. Maybe it'll work. There's that link. Um, anyway, that's what you can do is is figure out the way to do that. On the lease paperwork that I have, it actually breaks it down. So you could you could set it up any way you wanted. The trick is is making sure one that you've followed all the rules, the due diligence to get to that point. Then. Know that you're protected. Two, screen people. A lot of people will jump on these things like like lightning, and they'll go, oh, the first guy that came along and wanted the cart, I let him have it because he had a good story. No. There's going to be plenty of people. You put an ad on Craigslist that you rent a hot dog cart, want to get started in the business, try renting a cart first, you're going to get bombarded with people wanting hot dog carts more than you'll have. I mean, I got covered up. I ended up with over 20 carts out. And so it can be done as big as you want, but it wasn't something I wanted to do continually. Yes, there is really good money in it because I want you to think about this. When I would give a cart out, I would either rent them a cart for the day or, and that was paid up front and they had to bring it back that evening, or I'd rent it to them for a week, but that had to be paid up front. I had a girl in Knoxville, Tennessee that was a college student, and she actually would – she started out daily, and then she went to weekly, and then she went to monthly, and she ended up buying a cart. The bottom line is is 
you can learn, you can build a trust with someone and figure it out. You will have some people that go out there and they go, yeah, I don't like this. This is work. And I didn't want to work. I thought this shiny box with wheels was just going to produce money out of the steam table, and it doesn't work that way. Um, Corey's now, Corey's does. He His makes money without having to even work. But, yeah, of course. <laughs> so, so it does work. It's a whole other side of this business. Leasing, and the, let, me, let me break this down for you. The first thing I would do is decide, am I going to give them multiple locations or not? I'm going to find out my rules. Am I going to give them a location? Am I going to give them a product? Am I going to let them use my commissary? They are going to probably have to use your license because you're already licensed with that card. And you want to think about that. You want to think about the rent or the repercussions that could come if they they used your cart on a job, even if it wasn't a place that you normally work. If your name's on the cart, things like that can affect you. What I do is give them a list of rules. And here's the rules. Here's how you act. Um, we only we abide by the state codes. We don't serve anything crazy. We keep our hands clean. We wash. And, and I give them the little rules so that there is no question and the first time I would get a complaint, if I did, it was over. That was done. I wasn't going to let them continue to vend with my card and my name. Now, at, at the point I started doing multiples of these, I didn't have any logos or anything on the card. It had a license, and that was it. And it was Velcro to the side when, once they got set up. But there was no mention of me. If you're using your own card, let's say you're like Michael Wood, and you're, you're working one day a month like he does, that... Is <laughs> I figured I'd get a rise out of him for that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what month that is. <laughs> if you if though you you work not as often, you and you decide you want to do that, you're gonna you're probably gonna have it on the side of your cart, your name. So these are things to consider. The commissary Wait. is almost a must. Unless you tell them the rules and tell them, listen, you can get your own commissary, you can do that. But I would lean towards them bringing the cart back to me at the end of the agreed time, if that's a day or a week or whatever. And I would not let them go, hey, I had to pay for my neighbor's kittens, chickens having puppies thing, and there was a big thing, and then something else happened, and I spilled some mustard. Bottom line is I can't pay you. Can I go ahead and take the cart and then pay you later? I don't do that because, well, I say I don't do that. I, I learned not to do that from experience. You won't, you won't get paid. And so you're providing them a business. And if they can't come up with the $50, $150, $700, whatever you decide to charge by the week or by the day or however you do it, then there's no reason for you to mess with them. I know that we all want to help people out. If you want to help them out, have them come work for you. But don't turn them loose with a $3,500 hot dog car and your license in your name. The next thing you can do to make this work, to make this make money, and to protect yourself is to make sure that they're bonded. They can go get a bond from State Farm Insurance Company or a multitude of other insurance companies for 50 bucks. That a cover, well, 100 bucks gives you a $10,000 bond. That means if they leave with your cart, if they wreck your cart, if they do anything with your cart, damage it in any way, it's an insurance policy that they've given you. It's a bond that assures that you get paid. 
that's the easiest way to do it. Instead of them going to the insurance company and going, hey, I have a hot dog cart, but I'm leasing it from them, but I need to make sure it's insured for them, that sounds crazy. So what you do is you tell them to go get bonded. And I would make sure they have a license. If they're going to use your name and your license and everything, then you're going to want to get more money. If you're providing a location and all that stuff, I'd, I'd charge 125 a day. I'd give them discounts, though, if they rented multiple days. If they're going to rent a cart for seven days in a row, then I'm going to maybe do it at 500 bucks. And, and you're probably going, what? That's 2000 a month. Well, yes, it is. But they're going to make more than that. And I'm providing a ready-made business. What business does that? What other opportunities exist where somebody can walk in with $700, Hand you $700, have a ready-made business, a location, a spot, a license, everything, and set up and go make money that week. They can work as much as little as they want. And I would encourage them to go study. I would encourage them to do the due diligence that you did that led to the point where you're successful enough to do this. But the bottom line is you don't want to, one, let them appeal to the, the softer side of you. I get trapped um, sometimes my wife says I'm too soft-hearted. She goes, "Oh my gosh, you're going to kill us," you know, because you, you just, you, if somebody gives you a sob story, and it's easy like this talking to you now about it. But if somebody's in front of me going, "Yeah, my wife, she's sick, and I'm, I'm, at, I just lost my job at Walmart, and now I've got to go make money," and I feel bad for them, I want to help them. We'll figure out a different way. Do not risk your livelihood. Do not risk your family and, and, and your ability to provide for your family. Because if you make those mistakes, there's no way. You're, you're, risk, you're jeopardizing everything. You're jeopardizing your ability to help him or anyone else in the future. So do it the right way. Make sure, and I know I'm hopping around a bit, so you may have to write, you know, use a yellow pad or something. Um, and review this, but these are important. You'll want to have terms that are explicit and upfront. I would not handwrite a note saying he's going to take my cart for the day. I wouldn't dare do that. I'd have a lease agreement that's legal in your state. That's fairly simple. I have a generic one that I've found that works, and I haven't seen a state that it doesn't work in. So um, you can find that at that link that there at the bottom. But there's other lease agreements. You can go online and find lease agreements. You can go to your local rental company that rents tools to, to workers during the day, and you can rent something. Go rent something cheap, and that way you can see what a rental agreement looks like, and then type you out one that's kind of like it. That's all you got to do because you know theirs is legal. So now, you, now you've got something without having to go get an attorney. I had to pay an attorney to make me one so that it – that it helped multiple states. So I would look into that. The I want to know, Corey, from what I've I've got more to go through here, but I want you to to if you've got anything to say because you're you're on the verge of doing some other stuff with the the other vehicles you have basically. Right, right, and we've actually with the you know we have one of the the trikes from Jason uh, our old doggies Chillmobile. And we've got that, and you know, when it's when it's just my wife and I right now, we're we're on the, the edge of just getting ready to, to start hiring people. But uh, last summer, uh, that's that's what we end up doing, just because 
uh, between running uh, the trailer and everything else, I, you know, I haven't figured out how to clone myself like Jason has, but, you know, we just, we rented out our, the trike, you know, different organizations. Uh, one of the churches wanted to, to rent it for one of their events. And so we just dropped it off for the day and, and rented it to them, pick it up at the end of the day. And, and uh, so uh, there, there's tons of opportunities uh, to do just that. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a chicken as far as letting people use my car because it's my baby. You know, I built that thing. And, but, uh, you know, if, if it was the right, you know, if it was the right person, uh, that I could trust, you know, it's definitely a great way to make uh, some extra money without having to be there, you know? Right. And especially if you're not going to be using it anyway, if the cart's going to sit, like, um, I wanted to grow, I wanted to, to get bigger and I knew that I could buy more carts and, and I learned the hard way. I, I lost a card. Um, I, I made some crappy decisions. But the bottom line is, is I can help you avoid those. And that's what we're doing here tonight is, is show you that there's a way to make some extra money. Let's say you only work your card or rent your card out two days a week um, through six months out of the year. You're looking at roughly um, 48, well, no, that wouldn't be. That'd be... Four times six, twenty-four times two days a week. So that that was right. It's forty-eight days at fifty bucks. Okay, you're talking almost twenty-five hundred dollars in extra income. Um, but I was I was making a real income, several thousand a week by renting carts out. It was a headache though. It meant that I couldn't even be at my own spots because I had this guy calling me and this girl calling me, going, "Oh, this broke down. Oh, this." I just I couldn't leave today, so can I take it tomorrow? And I'm going no, um, you know I don't care that your neighbor's chickens having puppies, and so I there's things like this that you're going to have to learn to do. So this is a whole other aspect, and it requires a whole different mindset than you running a cart. It requires management skills, and it requires staying on the ball all the time. What was that, Corey? Yeah, that was exactly what I was thinking. Is you become a manager, and uh, you know, you're it's, each card is an employee. You know, even if it's different people running it all the time, you're you know, you're in charge of of who's running it, and and just like an employee, you want to make sure, like you said before, a list of rules. These are the things you're going to follow, and and if you're not doing it, then you know you're out the door. We, we don't need you representing, you know, Ben's carts or Doug's dogs or whatever. You know, you right. want someone that's going to be clean, someone that's going to be. You know, just as if you were hiring someone for your business. You want them to represent you, and uh, you don't want to lose business because of it. Right. There's a gentleman hey. that called me last week. Go ahead, Michael. I'm sorry. No, there's one other thing. Uh, you were talking about having people sign a contract or a lease agreement. Um, a few months back, I put a uh, – or you put a, a link to the um, catering contracts um, to that website that you can download free uh, catering contracts, but you can also download lease contracts and and rental contracts, and uh, I mean they're all free, and it's at that same website. Yep, that would that can be found at learnhotdogs.com. That's something that you sent in to us. That that is handy, and so type in catering or type in lease on learnhotdogs.com blog, and it'll it'll find it for you. Um, yeah. The lease that I have up on the screen right now is is made specifically for vendors. Um, it covers the vendor. The, it's written for vendors to lease their carts. 
Um, it's what I was using. The I want to let's see. I need to make sure I got this right. All right. The last week I got a call um, from a guy or an email from a guy who bought a cart and and now got a job his old job back, and he's going well. I'd rather not sell the cart. I'd rather have it make money for me. Well, this is what inspired this conversation because not only did he do that, another lady did from out west call me about doing her. She has two carts. She has one of my carts, and then she bought a used cart from DreamMaker that she found online. Well, she wants to take that DreamMaker cart, which she thought one of her children were going to run and decided not to, and lease it out. Well, these are things that you'll have to know and have to do. There is a lot to it, but it's not that bad. It's not. It's horrible when you've got over 20 of them. But, but when you don't, when you've just got two or three or even one, it's not that bad. But it does require you making a checklist and going, okay, I know that I need this, I need this, I need to make sure they have this. And if they can't provide that, you don't rent to them. You don't do it. Just say, sorry, I can't do it. You're going to have more people. I can tell you there's a lot of money to be made in this part of the business if somebody has the money to put out there in carts. And there's even more to be made if you provide locations and a license and a commissary. This guy in um, that's that's got his new job back or his old job back, he um, may not have a location. In fact, I don't think he does. So he can say, listen, here's the cart. I'll rent it to you. It's going to cost you 1200 a month or 1000 a month paid up front. You get your own license. You show proof that that card is covered and insured and that I'm listed as a loss payee. That's a situation where you it doesn't matter because he's going to name it, he's going to license it and everything, but you still want to make sure you're covered, that you have insurance on it. You're protected. Um, if he goes out there and, you know, wrecks it or catches fire, you know, next to the, I don't, uh, you know, a, a dang children's home or something. He, you don't want to be responsible, so you want to separate it. In his case, it's fairly easy because he's, he's not providing anything but the actual equipment. That's the easiest way to do it. But you can become more successful and make more money and, and demand more money daily if you're providing everything. I know a guy that provides everything. He's in he's in between Western Memphis and Nashville, Tennessee, and he provides everything. He provides their food, they come to his commissary, he stores it, he he lets them buy food at cost plus five percent. So for his hassle of having to keep food stocked. But he does that. Now if they want to add something to the cart separate, he doesn't care. But he provides a ready-made business, but he's able to rent carts out continually that way. And you can do that as well. I would not say start that way, though. I'd start the easy way. Hey, Ben? Yeah. There is one other thing that I just thought of, and it may not work, but what do you got to lose? Uh, If you got a cart and, and you don't want to work the cart and you want to lease it out to somebody... Go to the rental company itself in your local town that rents out all the tools and stuff. Go in and make an agreement with them to have them lease it out, and all you do is they pay you, 
you know, 50% of whatever the lease is, and it's still your equipment, but they're leasing it out. That is, it may work that way. I don't know. That's if, a good idea. I've never thought of that. Um, it would take it out of your hands. Mine got yeah. big enough that I eventually had my wife doing it. She was handling the rental side, and I was that way I could still work the good locations that I already had already established, and I didn't want to lose those, and I didn't want to hire somebody to do them. So there, there are so many ways in this business to expand it and make more money and grow it. You could turn into nothing but somebody that sets up ready-made businesses and sells them. There are vendors doing that today. They buy a cart, they set up a location, they get a good two months of records under their belt, and then they list it all for sale, and then they do it all over again. And me, I go, I put so much heart and soul into setting up a location, I'm not about to sell it. Um, unless somebody gave me $2 million, I'd want more than it's worth. Um, just because you got all that love and that, that time in it. But there are vendors doing that. They're setting them up and letting them go. So I hope that answers all the lease questions. I don't have any phone calls um, on lease, and I, haven't, I don't know if the chat room had any questions with it, but that's all I had on the lease. I'm going to take a short break, and we'll be back in just a second. Want to see some funky videos? Go to LearnHotDogs.com. You can watch Ben do it on a real big dog car. He'll also teach you how to steam, boil, and grill dogs the right way on the same car. He'll also show you how to get your hands on some hot steamy buns. And it's all over at LearnHotDogs.com. He's busier than a one-armed monkey with two peckers. It's Ben on HDVR, Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Want to save even more money? Build your own professional hot dog cart. Save over $1,000 at buildacart.com. Buildacart.com. You want to roll with a big dog? You need a cart that you can rely on. There's no better way to know your equipment than to build it yourself. Buildacart.com. You want to rock your world? Build this cart. Build it and they will come. Buildacart.com. All right, folks, we've got about um, 20 minutes left. And if you have a question, you're welcome to call in. The number to call in is 424-258-9364. Last week, I didn't even get to all the questions. Um, I think I had, I want to say it was 16 or 17 people on hold waiting to ask questions, and I had to go. Um, but this week is a, is a light week. The we got a lot of people listening. If if there's a question, though, about the leasing or if, if you, you or um, Michael want to add something, Corey, um, feel free to do it um, because I'm, I kind of rambled on, but I, I think I hit all the bases. But there, you might have something to add to it that will help others. No, I think uh, you, you covered it pretty well. And when you talk about the, you know, the leasing and everything like that, you know, it, it may be a, an opportunity to, to lease out, uh, you know, to maybe some of the, the neighboring cities around too and might, you know, end up being a way that you can uh, expand your business eventually, too. If they're leasing their business, maybe with an option, uh, you know, to, to you know, and I, I don't know, I'm just thinking of stuff as I go here, but it might be a way that you could expand, you know, fence carts into, uh, you know, the neighboring city or whatever like that because, uh, you know, they're, 
no way that uh, you know there are people that there are vendors out there that'll go from city to city throughout the week, uh, but it can be a, a hard thing to do. But if you're leasing it to someone, it just gets your name out uh, to the neighboring city and and you know open up a door for you to expand into that next city too. That's a good a good point. Um, some people would probably think that that's like franchising, and it kind of is, but without all the, all the paperwork or crap that goes with franchising. Franchising's doable, but I, I had a good friend here in Tennessee that decided he was going to go um, and franchise his business out, his hot dog business. And, but he did it right at the get-go, and he, he made some horrible mistakes, mistakes I would have made as well, and he ended up failing. He ended up having to close everything down. He was done. Well, he could have kept going just on his own, but the, he was over it. Well, franchising encompasses a lot more work, a lot more paperwork, a lot more legal process to franchise. This allows you to franchise kind of, but daily or weekly. Right. I, I think the biggest thing is making sure that you have um, – that the person that you're letting use your cart or leasing it out or whatever, that they're bonded and you've got insurance on it to cover you, and then also the paperwork to make sure that you have a signed legal contract. So if, if something does go wrong, at least you can get your money back. Right. Right. I'm with you. I want to give a shout-out here to um, Mr. Hot Dog posted over on um, the Facebook page, and he's out of the U.K. Y'all need to go over there and take a look at his setup. It's a three-wheel bike, but it's a hot dog cart um, with a square umbrella. It's sexy. Anyway, um, I appreciate him doing that. I got a question from Jeremy Bishop. says, just starting out, and I may get an event with about 60 people, but not sure what I should charge. Any suggestions? I'd probably just be doing hot dogs, and they're supplying the chips and drinks. Thanks for the help. These, we've covered this a blue million times, but the um, doing events and these smaller events, and even those 60, 60s on that edge. I had a lady call me the other day. She said they're she's doing an event with 20 people, and I said I wouldn't be doing an event with 20 people um, unless you're serving steak or something. You, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to go set my cart up for 20 people, but there are some vendors that do um, for a birthday party or such, but... As long as they'll pay the money, you have to have a minimum rate. Like, in your case, you're talking 60 hot dogs and no drinks, no chips, no other way to make any other income. So you're just taking your equipment there, your license, your everything, and going to set up. I'd want to I'd wanna guaranteed time. I'd say, okay, I can be there for an hour and a half total. Um, I'll be there a little early to set up and a little late to tear down, but an hour and a half total, maybe two hours max. Um, and then... I'm going to I'm going to want a, a minimum of two hundred dollars to show up, but that will include you know um, twenty five hot dogs, and the rest of the hot dogs will be two fifty a piece or three dollars a piece or whatever. The problem with doing these smaller ones is you have to make sure you're covering your expense. It's your cart, your license, your time, your setup, your cleanup, and it's hard to make them profitable until like you're not even serving sixty meals. You're serving sixty hot dogs. So that's if you charge three dollars a dog, that's one hundred and eighty bucks. Um, if you're not doing anything, if you're just getting started, and that's the first thing, well, by all means, do it. It's better not to pass up a deal than to walk away. But once you've been doing this a while, 
and you're getting jobs like Corey does. And and Michael Michael just got a job, I think, with 200 people. Yeah, the, the one thing about 200 people, you you can't do 200 people. You wouldn't go. It's hardly worth. It's hardly not worth going for um, the others. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point to, to start out with. Uh, you know, pick up those jobs like that, and it'll get to the point where you can start being a little bit more picky and choosy over you know your jobs like that, and you can pass on them because you're getting some of your bigger offers you now. You're exactly right. What were you going to say, Michael? Doing doing the small jobs. The, the bad thing about that is, is you have to charge them so much money to be able to break even. Number one. Uh, the only reason I would do like one that small and I was just starting out would be just for the experience of setting up. That would be the only way I would do it. The other thing is most, uh, well, not most, a large percentage of my profit is off of the sodas and the, and the chips, you know, that I sell. You know, so I need to sell everything I sell instead of just one hot dog. I'm with you. I want to sell other stuff. I don't want to go just yeah. for hot dogs, but I would. Like, if I was just starting out, I'd be excited to go do 60 hot dogs. One, it's going to yeah. give you some practice if you're not making any money that day anyway, just as well. But if you're going to pass up a location to go do 60 hot dogs, I would say, no, don't pass up the location. You know, huh? but um, it 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 really depends on your situation of, of how much how much you're going to charge them, number one. And because, see, normally I, uh, if I do a catering, I normally charge $7 a meal. And, you know, if I had to charge, you know, $2 a, uh, a meal, I'm not going to make enough money to pay for my gas. And, I mean, that's just, you know, that's me. But uh, uh, I, I think that you need to have, you know, I have minimums if, if I set up, and, and somebody says, okay, I want to do a birthday party, and there's only going to be 25 people there. I automatically tell them I have a setup fee. If it's less than 50 people, it's a $50 setup fee or a $100 setup fee. It depends on how far i got to drive. But uh, And that usually, if they're serious about it, that will get their attention. I agree. I like just saying I have a minimum of 200. That includes bringing you know, a license card out. And yeah. and serving. Now let's talk about the food. And I'll offset that two hundred depending on how much food you're going to guarantee me. If you're going to buy five hundred meals over a four hour period, I probably won't charge anything but for the five hundred meals. But I'm not going to go for sixty hot dogs alone. Yeah. And and I mean I had a, a lady wanted she wanted all the bells and whistles, and I gave her the quote, and I thought she was going to have a stroke because it was seventy five hundred dollars for the uh, day, and uh, I said, you know, if you get all the bells and whistles, you got to pay for it, and then I gave her a quote for half of that, uh, well, actually, it was 4200 for uh, just hot dogs, drinking a chip, and they went, oh, okay, we'll do that, right. and so I, I got the contract, but, uh, you know, you can sometimes do that, I think you need to have a minimum. And, and, I mean, that's just, you know, whatever minimum you decide, but I think you need to have a minimum. I'm with you. I, I believe you're right. 
I want to give another shout-out. There's um, Ken from over North Carolina has got his first day out on a big dog cart tomorrow. Um, we'll be thinking about you, wishing you well. Um, you, you got a pretty setup. He's been practicing today. He he emailed me and said that the lady that you see in the picture over at our Facebook page holding in the hot dog outfit, he had no idea she was coming. She saw the hot dog cart, put on a costume, and came over next door. <laughs> That's great. Um, I want a neighbor like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was his wife or something. Turns out it wasn't. It was just she just showed up. Um, that wasn't planned. Um, Flying Pappy um, got his he, – he is kicking butt. He sent in a picture of a setup with his big signs. He really has a nice-looking setup. He's got a food truck. That he that he got um, a good deal on. Also, Fireman Jakes. I don't know if y'all saw this post on the site this week, but Fireman Jakes sent over his logo that is just kick butt. He's an actual fireman, and he um, has a picture of the big dog cart with a grill as part of his logo, and it's a sexy dang logo. I mean, it's sharp looking. It's like a caricature of him, and we wish him well in his new business. We've had. Um, it's been a busy week. I, I assume Jason tried to call me like 15 minutes or so before the show, and I missed him. Um, I was on a call with somebody else. But the um, do you know how he's doing? Yeah, I think he's burning the candle at both ends and in the middle. He's uh, He did the winery deal. I think he was at the winery today, actually. And, and I know he's been doing, uh, you know, the food truck pod's been doing the uh, – industrial parks and stuff like that and i've been seeing some of the pictures of, of the trucks and the lines that, that he's going there so i think he's just been really really busy and and uh, he's doing good and uh you know he's he's a guy that's just uh he's got so many irons in the fire you know he's just going to start another fire somewhere else so he can throw some more irons in that fire you know right um but uh yeah i think uh he's he's beat <laughs> it's going to catch up someday <laughs> he is I don't what, know how he does it. I don't I, either. I don't know how he does it. I really don't. Because I, I work a full-time job and run the hot dog business and um, have a wife and a dog and, well, two dogs. And I, I don't know how he does it. I, I really don't. Uh, I've run businesses half my life, and it he, he amazes me. Yeah, he's he he's definitely somebody to look up to, um, but it, it's proof that you can do this. Jason had a horrible accident, was disabled. Um, he was a he was a policeman, and got hit by a drunk driver or something. Later, got injured, ended up um, recovering. He still has issues though. Then he goes out and gets a a cart. He's got a bike. He's got a trailer. He's got another trailer. He's got a, a concession truck. And he's done all this in the last two years. He's kind of like Corey, just keeps going and going and going and going. And um, so it's funny to hear, you know, Mr. Corey the pot calling the kettle black because um, Corey's burning his candle on both ends and in the middle too. And But the thing is, is that's the difference. That's the difference between those that get really, really big and, and successful and those that um, don't. So it, it's fairly simple, and it comes you know down I mean? to – good records and what your goals are with it right and yeah. success is uh, all in perspective you know uh what you know if and and all along even from the very 
get-go when we just had the cart and we were, you know, if we're paying the bills and, and we're enjoying what we're doing, that's a success. You know, Michael's got his job, but uh, he goes out and he's still having fun doing it. That's a success. If you love your job, then you're successful as far as I'm concerned. Right. I'm, I'm yeah. with you. Um, success, success isn't a, um, a destination. It's a journey. And, and two, it is relative to each person. Um, I was making more when I had multiple carts out and, what, and was vending full-time. Um, and I still feel like now I'm more successful. I make less money, but I have fun. I get to talk and meet with gobs of vendors every week, and I get to help other people become successful. And so I agree. I couldn't agree more with you, Corey. Right. The other thing, let's put a plug in for Jason's ice cream bike business. He also sells a real good green bicycle because uh, Corey's got one, I know. And uh, yep. he's got them for sale, too, by the way. He does. You can go to chilltrike.com and check those out. The, um, <laughs> the These are self-contained, powered by the sun, solar-powered, freezer on board or fridge. Depends on what you want to serve out of it. Um, and it's a trike. You can pedal it around and make money. Yep. Uh, John Cavanaugh that's just uh, down the road from us here in Springfield, Missouri, he's got one. And uh, there was a big uh, brew and bicycle fest in Springfield, and, and that was his uh, initial event with his uh, trike out there. So, I mean, that worked out perfect for him. But he's got a little video of one of his buddies cruising around on, on the trike there in the, in the square. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is the time of the year to be getting into that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate everybody joining us tonight. Um, I'm, I, well, I am going to take another caller, it looks like. Area code, this will be our last caller tonight. Um, we've got three on hold, but I apologize. We've got about um, five minutes left. Caller, area code 574. You're live. 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 You're so anyway, I want to thank everybody for joining us. Um, let me try this again. Caller area code seven zero four. You're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Seven zero four. Oh my goodness! All right, um, I should have played the cricket song. Um, it may be something wrong with my thing. It says they're open and can talk, but it didn't. I didn't hear anything. Did y'all hear anything? I'm not hearing a thing. I didn't hear anything. I'll do this. <laughs> Rickets. So, well, I thank everybody. I wish everybody um, well. The people that are just starting out, um, you, I, I am proud of you, and I'm excited for you. I know there's a lot of work getting to this point, um, and and it will get. You're going to make it. Um, the people that do the due diligence and get to the point you are where your first day is now or your first week is now, this is exciting. This is a time. Take good notes, good records. Um, all the successful vendors take good records, and, and they're able to plan stuff in the future with those records. And I appreciate um, Michael and Corey for joining me tonight. Thank you a bunch. Hey, guys, also it's remember, talk to the that are getting started out there, give us a call next week and and uh, let us know how your first week was. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'd love to hear from them. 
Yeah, and you can also post it on a street vendor forum. Go on there, and you can post comments, pictures, anything you want. If you know the answer to all the questions, you can go on there and answer the questions, too. Yeah, that's right. That's streetvendorforum.com. Michael Wood helps a bunch of people. A lot of vendors go over there and help other vendors. Um, But it's a great place if you want to help some other vendors out. Maybe you want to give an hour of your week to the the forum over there, or you want to have a question. It's nice to have that because it's vendors helping vendors. It's it's fantastic. I hope you'll have a great week. What's that? And it's free. And it's free, yeah. And it, yeah. yeah, it's 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 free and it's, it has a ton of information. I was over there the other day. There was like four hundred and something or five hundred and something posts, questions and answers. Yep. Have a good night. You too. Thanks, Corey. Have a good one. You bet. You guys too. Hot Dog Vendor Radio was brought to you by Ben'sCarts.com and the Hot Dog Answer Man himself, Mr. Ben Wilson. Also by the letter H and the number one. Tune in next week for the very best hot dog vendor information money can't buy on HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio.